You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in a relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 85, we're talking about retraining your elastic brain. Now, what does this mean? I want to first kind of clarify what we're talking about. For those of you who have taken psychology classes who are um, educated on this matter, this will be more of a rundown to further clarify what we're talking about. For those of you who don't understand, that's what I'm here for, to help you understand your mind, to better incorporate habits, to build automatic reflexes and all that, just all, all the good stuff that you need in order to be successful with what you want to do. So what's the science behind this? Your brain... We've discovered, and I say we, I mean people much smarter than me, have discovered that your brain changes. It, it it changes with stimulus. And your brain is made up a bunch of neurons, a bunch of pathways. And when and to put it to put it simply, and then also, you know, I'm just if you're like, oh well, technically, well, no, just let's just put it simply here. If you know more than I do, congratulations to you. You get points, whatever. But to put it very simply, your brain has pathways, and so let's say I see, let's see, I see a bag of or I'm looking at a bag of potato chips right now, just sitting there. Um, and when I look at that, my first instinct is I'm like, oh, I love potato chips. Like the first thing I think of, because I do. Oh, I'm salt and pepper potato chips. Oh, there's nothing like them. The crinkle cut. I absolutely love them. And so that's the first thing I think of. And over time, if I keep on thinking this, if I keep on going, oh, potato chip. Ah, love them. That's going to grow and grow, actually physically changing the pathways in my brain. And of course, we're not talking about like you'll be able to just see that. Like, oh, wow, look at this brain. It's so different. No, obviously, this is happening on like a tiny, tiny level. But we can see extreme instances of this with drug users and you can see, you know, furrows in their brain. You can see, you know, just the devastation that a lot of really hardcore drugs can do to the physical construction of your brain. And so why is this important? Because you might, I mean, you might have already been thinking about some things in your own life. A big problem this, when I first came into learning about this, was when I was helping people with depression and, you know, working on my own mental health because I'm always focused on that. It's always part, it's just part of my life. I have to. And I realized that so many people, when they think of themselves, they're training their brain day after day, year after year to associate them the thought of themselves with negative things. And that's why it's so hard if you're dealing with some serious mental illness for a long period of time. It just gets harder and harder to overcome it because you're training your brain to think in a certain way. And that's just not that's just not good. And so that's kind of, you know, I just wanted to kind of explain behind this. But how do can we actually apply this? There is the main application, a common one is with something simple like exercise or dieting, you know, or, you know, improving yourself physically, making yourself physically healthier, right? So maybe, 
right? Uh, a way of training, and this is something that I've heard some people doing, um, is, and this is something actually I've kind of done myself, is like, I'm like, look at something that I know I shouldn't eat, because I'm like, oh, it's not going to be good for me. It's not going to leave me better, okay? So I shouldn't eat this. And, but, where does my brain go? My brain goes, oh, it tastes so good. Just think about how good it tastes. You start thinking about how good it tastes. Like, oh, I, just, I want it so bad. And then you end up caving because your brain is only thinking of this, the taste and how good it is and how that triumphs, you know, the thought of, oh, I want to be healthier, right? There's no competition when it comes to your brain. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are. And that's why you need to train it in a different way. And so a good way to do that is with visuals. So let's say you want to become stronger or lose some weight, whatever, right? It's very easy to start with the physical applications. We'll go into like what I think is more important with really the mental ones. It's it, What makes it easier instead is training your brain. And when you see, let's say like a piece of cake, okay? That's just, it's a right, simple example. See a piece of cake. And then immediately, I want you to think of a picture of you looking unhealthier, whatever that means to you, whether it's gaining more weight or whether it's being weaker, whether it's just looking sicker, like whatever it is, right? Whatever it is, in, instead of focusing, instead of that pathway going to the taste, instead what you're doing is you're retraining your brain to associate that cake or that unhealthy food with a negative thing that you don't want. And all of a sudden, it doesn't become, I'm going to resist the want to do this because that's nearly impossible. You're not going to do it, especially not over time. Instead, what you're doing is that instead of resisting a good thing or that your brain thinks is a good thing, you're keeping yourself from a bad thing. And that makes all the difference. And then as it goes, your brain, it becomes easier to follow that neural pathway because it's stronger it's like going it's like it's like making a bridge out of a i don't know just a stick and maybe you can walk on it very delicately but then over time as you keep on walking by you keep on adding sticks as you go by you keep on adding sticks and you start adding rocks and you start adding cement so every time you go by every time you walk on this bridge it gets a little stronger and all of a sudden, it becomes much, much more easier to walk on the bridge. So all of a sudden, it becomes easier to carry things on that bridge. And that's what training your neural pathways, training your mind looks like. You're building a physical bridge in your brain. I know it's, it's small. It's a tiny, tiny right, bridge, but it's still a physical bridge in your brain that you're building. And so that's just one application to use it for your physical. And I use, you know, diet because it's a very, we all like to think that we can eat healthier <laughs> and a lot of us don't do it. And that's a great way to train your mind to think like that. We can see examples and this is, I mean, it's not directly related, but if it, I think this will maybe help you think of it, um, kind of visualize this more and how important this is in what we call Pavlov's experiment. Experiment. Now, you've probably heard of this. A quick rundown for those of you who haven't. Pavlov was an old, I'm, um, I don't have it. I don't, I don't know <laughs> when, when. Uh, this was just uh, another thing that I thought of on the flight um, to mention to maybe help you more. Uh, Pavlov was studying um, the do dogs and their guts. And it wasn't anything to do really with psychology. 
But he noticed that all of a sudden the dogs were salivating at a weird time. And he's like, what? why are they? There's no food at that time. And he realized that an assistant that fed the dogs would walk by on his smoke break. And so he would walk by the dogs and all the dogs thought they were being fed because they associate this assistant with being fed. And so they start salivating and think they're being fed. And then, of course, the, the famous, he used the bell and then he used the bell to train the dogs and he could get them to salivate on command because he, he made them associate the bell with being fed because he rang the bell every time he fed them. And so this is just a really um, power, powerful experiment that, of course, has shaped a lot of modern psychology and understanding it. But I just love this so much because it answers so much of what we do and it ties neatly into this. It's related to this in associating one thing with the other. And this comes in very handy when we're talking about mental part of this. The physical part is very visual. It's easy to see. And we're talking about the mental part of it. I know from doing this for five years, over five, six years now, um, I, you know, in helping people understand and see themselves in a different way. Because especially, I mean, depression especially is very, it's, it's very obvious representation of this in that you will see an event and associate that with negative because you can really only focus on the negative or you'll see yourself and then you'll see, you know, associate the negative or what you do or what you say associate with the negative. And then you start to do that and your brain goes, oh, you keep doing this. So I'm going to make it easier for you to do this in the future. It's a survival technique. So all of a sudden, you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it. Your brain goes, I'm going to get even better. I'm going to stronger. It's a muscle. It is literally you building a muscle. It's like exercising. It's negative exercising. Depression, <laughs> what depression is, depression is negative exercising because you're building bad muscles. You're building the muscle that says you're worthless. You're building the muscle that says, oh, there's no point to any of this. You're building the muscle that says those people don't care about me. And then what happens if you continue to exercise for years? The muscle gets real strong. And then what happens if you try to you know, lose that muscle, to break that muscle? It gets really hard. And that's the problem when it comes to the mental side of things. I mean, and, and when I say physical, like you're like, oh, well, that, I mean, it's all in your brain. Yes. <laughs> I just want to clarify, but it has a more like physical application, um, you know, typically with dieting, with exercise, with those kinds of things. So mental, what do you do? Here's the first thing. The first thing to do to improve your overall mental standing. I'm not even going to say health because mental health is like, oh, it has a whole association with it. Your your mind. To improve your mind using this. Every single morning, you wake up, you write down 10 positive things about you and your life, about the people around you. you write 10 positive things. Make sure to incorporate a lot of different variants about things in your life. Then you look at yourself in the mirror and you say those things out loud. Because what's happening here? Well, and then you, when you go through your day, you try to live out those things. You try to remind yourself. If you encounter a situation that you think is negative or a person you think is negative, tell yourself, you know, even just mentally, 
this is positive. And I'm not saying like if something's bad, like that's why you need someone to help you out. That's why you need a therapist or you need a friend to help you differentiate is something actually bad or is it not? But what is this doing? First of all, this is the retraining. It's building new bridges, right? You're putting that first stick down. The second thing is that when you write it down, you're incorporating um, a tangible part of your body. You're committing it more to memory. It's becoming more permanent. You're writing it. And in a way, you're saying, I believe this. I'm writing it. It's there in front of me. I can see it. It's real. Then what happens is you go in the mirror, you look at yourself, and you see yourself. And then you read each point. Take your time. Out loud. Because then you're incorporating another part of your body, your eyes and your mouth. And all of that, all of that is building and building and building bridges. You're incorporating all of your body and, and your mind in order to build the strongest bridge. It's like it's like it's like a it's like a double doubling your score, right? Or triple score. <laughs> and that's what it is. You incorporate different parts, different parts, different parts, and then all of a sudden you are building something so much stronger than just thinking it because thoughts are easy to just go away and forget about. Writing something down and saying it is much harder to forget. And this doesn't even have to apply if you're depressed. This can apply if you want to become something. I tell myself, and in fact, if you look back on, and in fact, this is a little teaser for our, the next episode, I have a fun video coming up where I'm looking back at my old videos and I'm seeing how terrible they are and how I would improve them. So for those of you who want to build good videos, you can learn and to not just make the same mistakes I did, even though I know that's such a cliche phrase, but it's true. <laughs> that's what it is. And so just a little as a little foreshadowing, um, I did an EO Fire. I did an interview on the podcast Entrepreneur on Fire, EO Fire. One of the first um, interviews I did on for the business side of me, all the rest were for the mental health side, and that was that was awesome. That was amazing. And I said something. He said, "What what is a habit?" Or I forgot what the exact question was. Like, what was a habit? What's a thing that you do for success? And I said, "I tell myself who I am." Because at the time I was seventeen years old or eighteen years old, I forget. And I wanted to be something great. And so I said that I tell myself who I am. I tell myself, you're an entrepreneur. You're, I forget what, what are the words I said. I'm trying to remember what I said. It was a little while ago. But you're a mover. Uh, you're you blah, 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 blah. You're going to be successful. You're going to accomplish this and this and this. And that's something I still do today. Whenever I feel like, oh, like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going in the same circles. I'm just doing the same things. I'm like, oh, God, I'm not moving anywhere. I tell myself that. And that brings me back to focus. And that reminds me who I am. So instead of building the negative habits of saying, oh, I'm, I'm nobody, I'm nothing, I can't accomplish anything. Instead, what I do is I say, I'm going to accomplish everything that I want to Regardless of whether I actually believe it or not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether I think it's true. What matters is that I'm saying it because that's going to get me even closer to that. If you want to fail at something, tell yourself you're going to fail. If you don't want to fail at something, do not tell yourself not to fail. Because all you're thinking about, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. 
Instead, you visualize what you want to happen. You write it down. You tell yourself it using your eyes, right? That's why looking in the mirror is important. You're looking at yourself and you're telling yourself. And then you go and do it. That's how you accomplish something great. That's how you actually become successful. Not by, oh, like saving a penny every time you make a good, do a good thing. Or by meditating for two minutes and 36 seconds because Jeff Bezos does it. Or by working 18 hours a day and not sleeping like Gary Vee. You don't, that's not like, that is not like how you become successful. Those are, I guess, ways that help you. But at the heart of it, it's knowing what you want and then using everything in your repertoire, everything you can to build what you need to accomplish that. And that's how you become successful. Then that's how to retrain your elastic brain. I hope this episode was helpful to you. If you missed the last episode, it was an important one. It was an exciting one to make. And the video version of it is so much better. So make sure you check me out on YouTube and Facebook, Luke Maxwell, and put communicating confidence there to make sure you find me. And I will see you in a couple days this Thursday um, with an exciting episode, a fun episode. I'm trying to make it, you know, I'm trying to incorporate some more fun episodes in there. So it's not just me talking to you or me just interviewing someone. I want to do something also a little bit fun with you guys watching old videos, watching interesting videos, and then kind of just breaking them down and seeing, okay, what can we learn from this? That's what we're going to be doing next time. If you haven't subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher or Anchor, please do. And also reviews help so much. If you want to do something to help other people listen to this information, please. Reviews are the best thing you can. On all on all podcasts you listen to, by the way. Just a PSA. I'll be back. Remember to do what you love and always stay on the positive side of things. Yeah.